Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. And we are joined by former Baylor uh, linebacker, Eddie Lackey, who's turned out to be one hell of an entrepreneur and a businessman, too. He joins us on 365 Sports. Eddie, great to have you on the show. Now, did you have conversations uh, with Dave Aranda, gotten to know him pretty well? Did you speak at all to this year's team? Yes, I did. And, and yes, thank you so much for having me on the show again. It's been a couple of years, so I'm, I was excited when you reached out. And I did talk to Coach Aranda and, and the team. You know, it was uh, the, the Iowa State week and homecoming, and he had reached out and, um, you know, he wanted me to come talk about really kind of my story a little bit and relate it in some fashion to just uh, the advantage of playing at home as well. Cause you know, we, we haven't played too good at home this season. So he wanted just, um, you know, a former player to come in and, and, and come talk. I think he had a couple other guys come and talk that same week. Um, so I, I went and spoke to the team on Friday night when they were at the hotel and right before they ate dinner. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I was super honored and, and thankful. I got to go in there and talk to them. Eddie, what's what in your opinion has been the where this team veered off the path? You know, I think that's a really tough question. There's um, there's so much to. I mean, winning is is tough, and I think that uh, you, you, sometimes you, you take it for granted. And and there's there's so much that has to go right to win a game, and I think that. Um, you know, when I'm looking at, like, the defenses, like, I've been on losing teams, unfortunately, before. I've been on – our 2012 team actually was a, a losing team going into, uh, I want to say it was, like, game eight or nine. We had a four-game losing streak. We were four and five. Um, so, yeah, we were nine games into the year and ha- having a losing year. But we, we knew that things were just just a, a couple things off. Like, we were we were not getting to our gaps. We were, you know, missed assignments and uh, missed opportunities, uh, pick sixes that were dropped interceptions, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's just, uh, I, I think that a lot has to come together for it to turn. And, and, and for us, that, that year that I was on a team, at least at Baylor, um, you know, that, that's what I actually spoke about with the team uh, when, when I talked to them a couple Fridays ago and, and just, I, I know that the work ethic is there. I know that uh, the coaches are, are coaching their, their tails off. And, and, and I just think that 
there's there's a lot that that has to come together for a, a win to happen, and um, that's every single week. And so us going into that Kansas State game in 2012 when they were number one, and and Colin Klein is the Heisman favorite that year, and on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and the game is hyped up. We were we knew that things were were close, and um, you know we we really. We, we just had to dig a little bit deeper than what we were already, you know, playing at. We were playing at a high level, but we were getting beat by teams that we shouldn't have been getting beat by. And um, so I, it, it may not be apples to apples and, and, and all that, but I just think that um, when we won that game, it changed the trajectory of our program. You know, it went from uh, a four-game losing streak, losing to Texas and Oklahoma and Iowa State and TCU, and, you know, we lost uh, a couple other games. And we went on a 13-game, I think it was 13-game winning streak at that point. And, you know, we won the Holiday Bowl and beat, beat up on UCLA and then won two Big, big 12 championships back-to-back. Back. So I, I know that there, there's a lot that needs to happen here, and, and I, I don't think I'm the, the one to ask to, to tell, tell the answers and, and, and say this is what needs to happen and, and that what, that's what needs to happen. But I just think that um, – you know, I, when I talked to those guys, I, I could tell they were focused. I could tell that they weren't fooling around in there. They, you know, they, their, their eyes were on the, on the game. And, you know, they, they had their play sheets in there. They're, they're preparing just like any championship team would be. So I, I just think that there's, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that they're not getting enough credit for. But, you know, again, I, I just think there's so much that goes into winning just even one football game. Um, and the Big 12 is a crazy conference. Eddie, it's uh, not a, a reason that people will probably love to hear that are Baylor fans, but it's valid. This is also a young team in, in spots. It's not an overall just super young team, but there are a lot of young guys playing, and that's where some of the bright spots actually are. Um, how do you kind of balance that of like, hey, it's young guys, and they're kind of working their way through, but also like, hey, it's we're nine games into this thing. Like, hey, if you've been around for a couple of years, we need you to start pulling your weight. I mean, what's what's kind of that delicate balance of yeah. understanding there's youth, but also that the youth needs to also understand that they need to grow up pretty quickly <laughs> in some cases. Yeah. Well, I just think that's that's so much on on the leadership of the, the older guys on the team, the, the the juniors, the seniors. I think that that is where you know, for for me, when I got to Baylor, I was already a junior. And but I was still adjusting to the game of how fast Division One football is and how crazy Big Twelve football is in general, spreading you out and and um, I think that it, it really comes down to to those those juniors and seniors um, speaking into those younger guys and and keeping them in line and and making sure that they're um, you know they're doing their film study when you know we, we're 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 not meeting as a team and. They're not fooling around. I think that there's a lot of things that they need to uh, keep the younger guys accountable to. And, and even if it's not a starter, I, I think that that can come from a guy that, hey, he's been around the program or he's been at that level for long enough. I think that it's, um, you know, it's imperative to have those junior and senior leaders on the team um, leading the way for the younger guys. And so those younger guys also have to be receptive to that too. So there's mm-hmm. definitely a balance and, and it's hard to, hard to balance that. I, I you know, I don't, uh, I, it's tough because I, I'd like to think I've, I, I had a pretty tough coach. My, if I, 
I couldn't handle the coaching that he was giving me. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a couple guys that, that transferred out just because of how tough, and, and there's, he, he's not shy to, uh, to say that he's a tough coach, but coach Phil Bennett. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I think that some guys need that. I, I needed that personally. I needed the ripping, you know, I, I needed coach Bennett to get on me and coach Gush to get on me. And, Enough so that I was in tears a lot of a lot of times. You know, I'm not afraid to say that. I, I was in tears after practice, just so frustrated just with everything. And um, I think that it takes that to push through to those 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 levels that those championship level habits and those things that you you know you're striving for as as an athlete and as a football team. Eddie, uh, we have Phil Bennett on every Monday. We've done this really since I think around COVID. He comes on with us on Mondays, <laughs> and it is. The great segment, and, and uh, we—he's brought you up and Taylor Young up and whatever else uh, up. And it, it's when you watch Baylor play, and he said this to us Monday night, Coach Bennett. He doesn't see many dynamic players. He doesn't see alphas. And I'm not asking you to be an X's and O's coach or whatever, but it does seem yeah. to be an empty cupboard when it comes to dudes that make plays. Yeah, well, I, I think, um, and coming from a guy like Coach Bennett. He was looking for guys that were playmakers and they might not be the fastest guys or the tallest guys or, you know, the guys that you look at on paper and say, man, that guy is what we want. I think um, there's some of it isn't coachable. And, and, and yeah, I think that there has to be that with when you're trying to win games, I, I think that you have to have those guys that are making those differences and causing the fumbles and, you know, creating turnovers and turnovers are just so big in, in a game. It's, it's a momentum shifter. Obviously, if it's, if, if you're turning the ball over and, and putting up six points with that, it's, it, it, it's, it's huge. And I think that, um, yeah, I, I, it's hard to say, but I, I do think that we're missing some of that talent that's, um, you know, that, that can create some of those turnovers and those big time, big time kind of plays. Eddie, for a defense, when you can't stop the run consistently, especially, how demoralizing is that? Yeah, it's brutal. I think, um, yeah, I, I think that that's tough on the morale because the, the pride in you as a as a as a manly football player, even you know, <laughs> just um, I think you don't want to get blown off the ball. You don't want to get beat um, at the line of scrimmage. It's uh, it's also just the mentality of a defensive guy. I think that you, you know, you, you, you're a dog. Like you, you don't want that to be happening. So um, it's, it, it's tough. And um, when, when you're not winning games and that's, that's happening, it, it, gosh, I can't tell you how tough that is just mentally, let alone physically. And, um, you know, I, I think that there, you have to find every small little bit of a, a, a you know, edge that you can get on your opponent. And I think that's where I was able to, to dig into just the smallest of things um, on film study. And, and, you know, I've got to think that those guys are digging into those things. But, you know, I, I was obsessive over, you know, figuring out just the, the small tendencies of the right guard for TCU. And, you know, what which if his foot was two inches further back, then that means he's going to pull. Or, you know, those little things give you that little bit of an edge um, to to win the line of scrimmage, Eddie. When you were speaking with the players in the team, were they paying attention to you? Can you tell? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I would say they were. I, I, they were very attentive. I, I mean, they were looking up, and um, I, I have no reason to believe that they weren't paying attention to me. I, I think uh, I, I wish, you know, I could sit here and say, hey, man, it, it made a big impact, and, yeah. and we got the W the next day. But, um, no, I, I do think I even had one of the guys come up and, and uh, come talk to me, and, you know, he actually played for Coach Bennett at North Texas, and so we connected on that, Jake Roberts you know, the tight end. Yep, and yep. so it, it was, uh, it was nice just to talk to him. But I mean, I think that, um, you know, just from, from what I could tell, I, I, I know to look around the room as I'm talking and not just hone in on one person or look down at the ground. So I, I, I feel like everybody was listening. All right. Uh, tell everybody what you're doing. You become one quite the businessman, obviously, uh, you're in incredible shape. What, what are, how can people <laughs> find out what you're doing right now? Yeah. So I'm living in Abilene, Texas. My wife and I are out here, and I'm actually um, we've, my, I'm partnered with her parents with a, a franchise called Massage Heights here. So that's our our business out here, and um, and then we you know we do a little bit of some real estate stuff. And my my wife is a speech therapist out here. But I I've, ever since I got done with um, my playing days, you know, I, I've had to think of different ways to compete, and, and one of those is obviously business. I, I just love I love having a team. I love having um, you know people to to to, to build upon, and, and I like to um, you know create an encouraging atmosphere and all those kind of things. And everything that came with uh, growing up as a football player, as an athlete, and playing team sports, I can apply to the business world too. Um, but ever since my playing days, I wanted to do a challenge like that pretty much once every other year. And I, I've done a marathon. I did a bodybuilding show. This year, actually, I started doing jujitsu mm. and um, training to do a competition in February. Now, granted, week two of training, I cracked my wrist. So <laughs> here I am. I'm getting old, I guess. And uh, my my rib has to heal up before I can continue my training for that. But I'm uh, I'm trying to just challenge myself differently every, every year, every other year and, and get out of my comfort zone and yeah, do, do something a little different. Well, well, when people kick you, that can happen. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you're supposed to block, yeah. you're supposed to block that, Eddie. You're not supposed to. It was week then, uh, got to, it was yep. week two. Yeah. He hadn't gotten to it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. I got to hone in on those small details. I got to get, get to the film study. <laughs> Last thing for you. Thanks for your time, Eddie. Great to hear from you. And uh, the fact you shared the story about speaking with the team. We uh, brought up, you brought up Phil Bennett. There are a thousand, I'm sure, Phil Bennett stories for you. Uh, from the time he re-recruited and took you away from Dave Aranda in Hawaii. But do you have one that you can share with us that he might not know that we now know? <laughs> um. Well, a funny story. I, I um, when I was still committed to Coach Aranda at Hawaii, I was committed my whole junior college season to him, and got down to the end, and I got a few offers. Uh, Tech was in there, and you know I would say a couple other teams, and and so I, I get on the phone, and and um, Coach Bennett and Coach Gush are are both kind of on a conference call with me, and saying, well, um, on your recruiting profile, and your coaches are telling me that you're. You're two twenty six foot two. Is that is that right? Are you going to show up here and be five foot ten? I can't be having that. You can imagine there is some, you know, some curse words thrown in there, and um, I'm like, no, that, no, that's correct. That's correct. So, 
I uh, had to go to the store. I actually had my mom help me out a little bit and go get me some Air Force One. And, um, you know, they, they're pretty thick in the sole. So they, they make you look a little bit taller. I had long hair at the time and a big old thick flannel. Because I knew I, I had to look as tall as I could when I was coming <laughs> on my recruiting visit. And I'll never forget the look on Coach Bennett's face. You know, it was kind of like, what the heck did the cat just drag in here? Whenever I walked up, I could just tell. I was just this Cali boy, still wearing earrings in my ears. I had uh, long hair, you know, kind of your typical California California guy. And, um, you know, needless to say, it, it ended up working out. Coach, Coach Gush actually uh, had me stand up in his office on the last day and said, go, go back to back with me. You know, just stand up. He said, take your shoes off. And uh, he's like, you're not even taller than me. I'm barely 5'11". And so they, uh, they rode me pretty hard for, for years and, and had some names for me, you know, throughout the two years I was playing at Baylor. So, I was surprised. But, you yeah, ma- that- I'm surprised you mentioned there were some curse words involved with Coach Bennett. <laughs> Are you surprised? <laughs> yeah. No, no, not. No, yeah. not at all. No, I no. know. I know. <laughs> Eddie, congratulations on what you've done as a businessman and entrepreneur and also Man, they could talk about your height, whatever. You are a great linebacker at Baylor and uh, one of the best, and we appreciate your time and sharing the stories with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Eddie I appreciate Lackey. you guys. Absolutely. You too, former Baylor linebacker who spoke with the team earlier this year. Didn't do any good. They didn't, not, not that didn't do any good. They didn't win, but at least try to share that story. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.